Hey guys, it's me, Gilmy again, and that was an Adele Hello cover by Leo Morakali. I'm definitely messing up the guy's name, but I think it's a pretty cool, cool track. Check it out on YouTube, and guy only has like 28 million views or or some something like that. It's very very cool. But yeah, I uh, just want to say 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 hello to everybody again. And uh, this week's guest, I have. My old high school buddy, Nick, it is fantastic to catch up with you, guy. He has done nine years in the Foreign Legion, in, uh, in the French Foreign Foreign Legion. He was, and he just has led a very interesting life. He we get into what boot camp was like, uh, how he actually got in, in into the service in the first, uh, first place, how working in the mountains is kind of kind of a different uh, what what the food was like he has been literally all over the world he has been to i think five of seven continent con continents right yeah, right now uh we talk a little bit about guns we talk about crossbows personally i've never actually fired a gun in my recollection i might have fired a fired like a pellet gun when i when i was a kid or something but that's pretty much it um we talk the difference between post-traumatic stress disorder and post-traumatic growth. That was actually really cool to cool to learn about, and it was just great to talk to somebody that you thought you would never hear of about. How it actually happened is he found me on on Facebook, and we became friends. And then he found out I'm doing a podcast now, and we get into that even. It just was nice to. Um, Nice to nice to catch up and and chat on a guy I haven't seen in years. What's going on this week? I got a couple couple other guests lined up. Um, if anyone cares to know, I baked cookies to what are they? Which was pretty fun. Yeah, just uh, rocking the editing and doing a, a day off with um, with the wife coming in and going, which was nice to uh, nice to see her hanging out with the dog who's being quiet quiet for once and watching uh japanese wrestling catching up on wrestle kingdom 11 going to finally see the omega versus okada match after this which is pretty cool and yeah we're just going to get to get to do it oh and last thing just uh letting everybody know smash wrestling is having a show in london ontario on the march 26th and i'll be there if you want to want to pop over say hi anybody knows knows me knows i talk to about anybody so and i will talk to you guys you guys later thanks good morning good evening good night this is gilmy again from Gil gilmy talks and this week i have my old high school buddy nick nick god on he is hey everybody. yeah there there we go yeah so how's it how's it how's it there going man besides the cold <laughs> despite the cold it's all right uh not the cold outside, it's getting nice, but I just got to you know, change the temperature so that the, I've got a cold going. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I may sound like garbage, but that's all right. Oh, yeah. Like I care. Yep. Uh, one thing I want to say right off the bat, right, is uh, well, back in high school, right, uh, Justin here had a, quite a pronounced stutter. <laughs> right? Yep. And... And then out of high school, right, well, we lost 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 contact with each other, right? Yeah. Uh, like like most people. Right? Yeah. So when uh, when I find him on Facebook and want to come back, uh, I hear he's got a podcast. So 
just want to say kind of uh, it's a reflection of uh, not letting I don't know your deficiencies define you right nope. so you're doing something that uh, you know basically you know say fuck you to the, the stutter and you doesn't you don't sound like you got it anymore neither oh I I do man I do it's um <sighs> I've been been working on it which yeah. but it still but pops up at least you work on it instead of trying to avoid it. You know, you're doing a podcast. Yeah. Um, as I've said before, I like to own it. It's um, it's part part of part of me, who I am. And if anybody has a problem with it, fuck them. Exactly. Exactly. Quite a difference from you know when we were in high school. Right? And I was a skinny little runt in high school. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It was fucking uh, super skinny. Last time we talked was, uh, we went to Wimpy's for lunch, I think, and you said, I think, I remember this, you said, I think I need a change, and I oh, yeah. think you uh, changed well, well, a little bit. What is your, oh, yeah. uh, how long, how long did you, did you, uh, did you serve, and, uh, and uh, where? I served for nine years in the French Foreign Legion, oh. um, Three, uh, six years out of a mountaineering regiment near Avignon, that's in the south of France, yep. and then three years uh, out of infantry in Nîmes. Okay. Yeah. That was after. Well, I started off when I was twenty-two, uh, yep. so I did the nine years there, and then uh, afterwards uh, did a few other things uh, in South Africa, um, a lot of it back in Europe as well, uh, Botswana as well, and. Then uh, after that, uh, 2014 came back to Canada just because Europe's a fucking mess. Yeah, um, hear that. You're in, you're you're not yeah. my you're not my first friend or, or family member who's uh, telling me that. Yeah, um, and it's it's that was even before the uh, um, uh, the refugee crisis. Yeah, it was oh, a yeah. mess. Right? Yeah. So now it's just uh, ten times worse. Oh yeah. No, I hear. Uh, Honestly, I don't know much about that. I got some family in uh, Britain, and uh-huh. they're uh, they have some very strong opinions over there about uh, about everybody coming in and their stuff. But uh, were they they for or against uh, leaving the EU? Um, they were actually for it. Yeah, well, good. So was I. Yeah. anybody who, anybody who knows what's going on over there and has a little bit of common sense is for getting out of the European Union. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, I. I just know what what people tell me. I'm just like, uh, just because the European Union, basically, from what I get, is uh, all the banks trying to help each other out Mm -hmm. a little bit, and some of the countries are taking advantage of it, and some of them are putting in way more than their fair share, so it's not a fair, fair, fair economic thing. See, there's the, there's the, there's the stutter back. (laughs) Sorry. Oh yeah. It's just you know, yeah, it's a mess. But you know, I digress. Oh yeah. But yeah. Uh, so why why did you 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 join you join up? Well, because uh, you know I was uh, like after high school I went to uh, BC a little bit, worked for my cousin's surf company, which was uh, kind of sucked. It was good surfing, but you know, yeah. after that, but they're douchebags, so I didn't want to have anything to do with them. And then I was working a little bit uh, in Alberta, just in a factory, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, playing video games, uh, watching war movies, and then I decided, you know, like, you know, why, why why, play the games, why watch the movie, why not live it? Yeah. You know? 
So I wanted to join up, right? And the Canadian military, uh, I was talking to some uh, uh, Canadian Armed Forces members, and they were saying that, you know, this is back in, like, uh, 2002, you know. Uh, they were saying that, like, uh, you know, they'd been in, like, for, like, 17 years and, you know, maybe got one deployment and not even a combat mission, right? So mm-hmm. I went looking for other stuff, right? Something a little bit more extreme, right? Yeah. And plus, as well, you know, they wanted... Um, they basically said, you know, it would take about a year to get in while they do background checks and all sorts of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. So I said, screw that, I'm impatient, right? <laughs> so I found out there's a military in France where you just show up, you don't even have to speak French, right? And either they take you or they don't. So yeah. I sold everything, uh, my, well, got rid of my shitty apartment, sold all my stuff, you know, and basically bought a, uh, bought a plane ticket to France. And, oh, yeah. uh had I not been accepted, I'd probably be a fucking hobo somewhere <laughs> in Paris. Yeah. Uh, you are a dual citizen, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. But you don't have to be. Okay. Um, what, uh, to join the, after you join the French Foreign Legion, right, you can eventually get French nationality. But the thing is, nobody travels under their French uh, passport, especially if they come from, like, third world nations. Just because uh, the French have a habit of paying for kidnappings or paying kidnappers for uh, hostages. Oh, right? boy. So yeah. now all the uh, all the kidnappers know that uh, well, French people pay. So my buddies who are, you know, African or South American or whatever, right, when they go back home, they travel under their Kenyan, you know, uh, passports instead of their French passports just because, you know, they don't want to get kidnapped. Which makes sense because nobody wants that. Because I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, nobody likes yeah, because uh, pr- pretty sure that that would just suck. It just <laughs> yeah. the uh, that's kind of down down uh, playing it, but yeah. So yeah, I got dual citizenship, but you know, I, I don't travel under anything French. I'm Canadian. I'm oh, proud yeah. to be Canadian, and you know, I'll always travel under a Canadian passport. Oh yeah, because we're pretty much accepted anywhere. <laughs> uh, exactly, and nobody wants to be mistaken for a French person. Yeah, right. well. The, the 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 French I speak, uh, you know, I pretty much well, I learned I knew a little bit of French before yeah. I left, but yeah. when I arrived over there, you know, I, I learned their French, right? So when I came back here, Quebec French is like uh, it's like uh, it's <laughs> Scottish, like hardcore Scottish. Oh know? yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. as I like to tell people, it's like um, going from France to going from um. Canada to the deep south kind of uh, yeah. Uh, yeah the deep yes. south and everybody's retarded <laughs> exactly there we go um, I got yeah, I got a lot Quebec of French. yeah I, I, I got a lot of Quebec family so I can I, I definitely definitely agree <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright um, so what was your your first your first day in um, like, um, like uh, basically, basically yeah. I showed up yeah, in basic. Paris you know saying I wanted to join Yep. Right. Uh, first thing is they check your teeth, right? Because they don't want uh, you know somebody who needs a lot of dental care, you know. Oh yeah. In the service, and that uh, got rid of a few people. Basically, we were around around sixty, right? Yep. To ship off from there, right? From there, we went to a place called Aubain. It's in the south of France. Okay. Right. Yeah. And there we just started. Um, uh, a series of tests, so physical tests, uh, psychological tests, right? Uh, they go into kind of like an interrogation mode with uh, what's called the Gestapo, as they call them, yep. right? Where they, they, they basically try to say, you know, we're going to go 
see this computer? We're going to go into your background. We're gonna, this computer knows everything. When, when basically, if you're not wanted by Interpol, they can't find shit on you, right? Right. And so then they interrogate you. They say, have you had any problems with police? Yada, 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 you know? And uh, basically, after all of that, two of us were accepted. Oh, wow. And that was to start basic training. So that wasn't even before things got hard. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. After that, we go to a place called Castel Modori, mm-hmm. right? World renowned for their um, cassoulet, which is just a, a meat with, uh, well, it's a beans with mystery meat, some leaves, and whatever the fuck they can, you know, throw in there. So, being French, probably horse, yeah. yeah something like that, yeah. or Paris rats. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Which are the size of dogs. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then from there, you start, uh, you start basic. Yeah. Right? And uh, the first uh, first month is um, what they call on the farm, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, they're not required to feed you or let you sleep. There's no, uh, you know, regulations on that, so you can get beasted nonstop. Right? Mm-hmm. If anybody screws up, you're gonna get beasted all night. Right? They had uh, two uh, little mountains, well, small hills, right? Mm-hmm. And one was called Anne Marie, and the other one was called Bin Laden. Right. And if you ever screwed up, they say, well, go up the hill, find Bin Laden. Right. So you run up the hill as fast as you can. If you don't do it you know, fast enough, they say you're going to do it again. You know? yeah. Maybe with like a, a tree trunk or something. But you run up and then you yell, Bin Laden, Bin Laden. Right. And then mm-hmm. they say, did you find them? Like, no. It's like, come back down. Right. You didn't find Bin Laden? No. Oh, go back up again, find him again. Right. Or go check Anne Marie, see if he's there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was the, that was the first month. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then afterwards, then afterwards, like the rest of the the basic training, basically you go into uh, combat techniques. Um, you know, lots of uh, lots of sport, getting your getting you ready to arrive in your uh, com, in your company or regiment, right? Uh, and then driver training, because a lot of people come from countries that uh, you know that don't have decent driver training, right? You need to get licensed in France. And then after that, uh, based on how well you do, you get affected to a regiment. Okay. Yeah. And then from there, you got to train in the specific uh, specialties of your regiment. Mine was uh, mountains for the first uh, uh, first effective. Hmm. Mountains were they hot? Were they cold? <laughs> Usually cold, but we do uh, we we do what's called like uh, there's a the BSM and a, a BAM, right? Mm-hmm. BSM is Plavetsky Militaire, which is uh, the, the the winter winter uh, mountaineering, yep. right? and then uh, BAM is the the summer one. And I did uh, BSM uh, probably about six times, the BAM three, right? Basically, you got a test where you got to, like, run up the mountain. Or in the wintertime, you got to ski up the mountain with seal skins on your skis, which will uh, allow you to go forward but not slide back. Oh, yeah. Right? And uh, you just got to do it with a shitload of weight on your back and a gun. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm trying to do this, but do this all the, all the professional thing, asking the questions and whatnot, mm-hmm. but... Well, you know what, man? I'm just glad to glad to see you. I haven't seen you in like forever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck, I haven't seen many people from high school. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. No, it's just you're 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 honestly one of the guys that who, who, who I missed from from the old days. And just mm-hmm. yeah, just nice to nice to uh, see you. Kind of uh, catch up. Oh yeah. Because I mean, we gotta do this more often. We gotta do like an evening podcast where I can get my drink on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm talking about top secret shit. (laughs) 
<sighs> Which I'm saying I'll never ask. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't answer. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, let's see. Any medals, citations, and, and any of that stuff for you? Well, yeah, you get you get a medal based on well, like uh, because, your deployments as well. Oh yeah, you know, see, tells, just tells other people where you've been. Yeah, see, right. I'm uh, I'm very much a layman with it. I know very little. I need just okay. actually, you're the most research I did on a on a podcast yet. I got about <laughs> I don't know, fifty or fifty or sixty things I I was I was looking up because mm-hmm. before this, I had no idea the the French Foreign Legion still existed. Yeah, I does. I remember the old old fifties forties and fifties movies. That's mm-hmm. that's that's about it. Um, yeah, well, the, it, it's come a long way from uh, you know back then. Now, uh, oh yeah, yeah, everything uh, has. You know, it's, yeah, like it's uh, it's still a professional, very professional military, right? Yeah. Uh, finally, in like two thousand ten, we started getting like the the, the really good uh, equipment. You know, um, like. Uh, before we, as for a firearm, we had the, the FAMAS, right, which mm-hmm. is a 5.56, 25-round uh, uh, semi-auto or fully-auto machine gun, right? Okay. Yeah. And um, we got upgraded in, like, 2010, 2011 to what's called the FAMAS Falas system, right? Okay. Which uh, basically, you know, brought us into, you know, um, like the what we're supposed to be, right? I yeah. mean, we had uh, a full-out kitted vest, right, with... Um, uh, battery packs, uh, Bluetooth, right, so mm-hmm. that you could actually take a picture with your gun and then send it via Bluetooth to your commanding officer, right, mm-hmm. to tell them exactly what you're looking at. Oh, right? yeah. You also had a drop-down uh, screen on your uh, helmet, right, so you yeah. drop it down over one eye and it's connected to your rifle so you can actually shoot around corners somewhat accurately. Oh, wow. See that? Yeah. As in a very... Pretty much as non-military as you can that can can get. That sounds, that sounds cool. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, it, it's video cool. games. It's a lot of weight though. Oh know? yeah. <laughs> and plus, you have to recharge the batteries every well, more than twenty-four hours. Oh right? yeah. But uh, if you're if you're rolling with an armored vehicle, right, which yep. we usually are, you're not uh, you know uh, always on your feet. But you can actually plug in to the armored vehicle while you're rolling. Oh yeah. Know? So it's time to recharge. You know, put it in. <laughs> And a few other uh, really cool, uh, well, uh, in infrared for nighttime, you know, IOTech uh, 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 holographic sights for the daytime, you know. So we were pretty much kitted out around yeah. the end. We could have used it a lot. We could have used it before that, which would have been nice for a few other missions. Oh, yeah. Uh, supposed to, in conflict, were you, first off, you mind me asking? No, no, go for it. Okay. In, in conflict times, um... Were you in? How 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 should I put this? Did everything go smoothly to plan, or is it oh, just okay, never? Never. <laughs> never. No, <sighs> a, a, a plan will never go, you know, to plan. Like oh, yeah. there's, there's there's too many things that can go wrong. Yeah. Right? Yep. And there was always something, and you just gotta roll with the punches. Oh, yeah. There's there's no way of you know saying this is how it's gonna go. That's how it's gonna go, and that's it. Yeah. There's always something. Oh yeah. Well, uh, it says here to go into casualties and that. I, 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 I don't, I don't want to ask it more about that. Um. No. Well, how was, how was the, I. This is one, one for me. How was, how was the food? The uh, <laughs> packs on it. Is it the? Uh, the uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, the rations. Are they the... You know what, they, they were good at first, yeah. in like the early 2000s, right? Yeah. You had uh, uh, your little kitted packs, right? That, uh, you know, you got your little reheat kit, reheating kits, right? Yeah. Uh, they were good at first. You even had like food like paella and um, um, like, what is this, like a squid and sauce, right? Yeah. And then, you know, if there was like too many people, I guess like Americans loved our rations at first, right? Uh, so did the Canadians in Kosovo. And I guess they were saying, like, you know, we can save money on this. So eventually it became utter garbage, right? You know, yeah. something that looks like baby puke with peas. Oh, God. Right? Or mystery meat, uh, you know. Um, and they, uh, it just got terrible after a while. And plus the food at the regiment, you mm -hmm. know, uh, was like basically if you screw up in combat company, right, mm -hmm. and you can't hack it anymore, like there's a, a series of physical tests you have to maintain, right? Yeah. And if you can't hack it anymore, you get sent to kind of like a supply uh, company in the regiment, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that includes kitchen staff, right? So yeah. we had the, the laziest of the lazy going to kitchen. Right? Oh, boy. Making absolutely god-awful food. Yeah. And as a restaurant guy, I would hate that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you're making it in mass, too, so you're not, like, you know, grilling up the steaks, you're, like, boiling them. Yeah. Or who, who knows what else they do. It's pretty disgusting. Oh, yeah. No, because there's no, um, I, I don't really think uh, health and health and safety is a big, the biggest concern over, over there, right? What's that? Uh, health, the health and, the health and safety reg, reg, oh, regulations, regulations for, uh, Yeah, it's for not the biggest food. concern. No. Yeah. And plus it's France. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've gone into restaurants with the the wife in Paris, you know, and seen, like, mice running around. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's all right, you know, he works here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, nice thing about France, very, very good day, good day, good day cheese. Oh, yeah, stinky-ass cheese, too. Oh, no. Uh, God, I like uh, the, the blue cheese with mold on it, I can't get over it. You know? Oh yeah, and, no. Uh, some of the some of the stinky ass cheese, and God, I can't uh, I can't be near it. Or yeah, it's blue cheese with yep. the, the mold. And there's some other cheese that uh, well, anything goat cheese is gross. Oh, hey, I love well, I love goat cheese, man. Oh, it's fucking sick. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, there's certain, there's certain well, things that shouldn't be milked. Yeah, <laughs> goat is one of them. Well, oh, and do. Uh, the things wrong, wrong, wrong uh, with me. Do you want the short list or the long? The, the things wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go for, uh, go for it. Uh, sure. All right. Let's let's see. Um, the stutter, my knee, uh, the receding going on. <laughs> uh, barely. Come uh, on. I think I got more of a receding hairline than you do. Uh, I'm, and, uh, I'm growing it out. <laughs> <laughs> the knees, it was back in high school, you said something about, like, splintering knees from walking on concrete. Yep. But if yeah, I, I got well. uh, the shin splints from my dad. Yep. Okay. Yeah, hereditary. And then I actually uh, had a stumble on a mountain in uh, Cuba. Oh, yeah? On my honeymoon, uh, my left knee. Oh, shit. Basically, this is this is my leg, and my leg was <laughs> like this, and my kneecap was over 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 there. Oh, shit. Yep. Uh, actually, if there wasn't, um, I got really lucky. Like, I was going down down, down the down, down the mountain backwards because it was slippery mm -hmm. right after a rainfall. I was just going. Um, 
two forest rangers were walking the path like they do every single day, once a day. They just passed yeah. us. This guy was maybe five, five foot, five foot, foot one, hundred, hundred pounds. I was at about two fifty at the time, and I'm six foot two. I was just yeah. sliding. This guy braced himself against the tree and caught me. Oh yeah. After I slid back about ten feet, maybe ten, fifteen, fifteen feet. If yeah. he wouldn't have caught me, I would have went all the way down and been completely, uh, just annihilated. I was spinning and just was not good. And that was. Um, the, before that, it, it was, it was great. It was just one of those, I, uh, my foot went in a root, I put the yeah. weight on it, and my leg just went pop. Fuck. Yeah. Um, we, I think we misread the Spanish, uh, for afternoon walk, uh, versus free base mountain, mountain climbing. So we were drinking, yeah. drinking before it, and we were just going up, and we almost made it, made it to the, to the, to the top. But yeah. yeah, no, I just iced it. Uh, no surgery, no nothing. I just rehabbed it, and um, my lovely wife got me up off the couch because it was very. Uh, I was downright depressed and pissed off, and yeah. she's the one who said, "Okay, we're going in the pool. You're getting back. You're getting back on it." She kicked my ass, and yeah. uh, my knees good now. Like, I do yoga as much as I can. It really helps. Um, I don't mm-hmm. do it as much as I should. But yeah, no, it's it still bothers me when it's like uh, minus thirty, but yeah. it hasn't been minus thirty in like two years. So <laughs> yeah, and, no, and I'm on my feet for about twelve hour, twelve twelve hours a day. So oh yeah, at the restaurant. Yep. No, it's uh, I just need good good shoes and good uh, good 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 art art support, and I'm good to go now. Good orthopedics. Yep. Uh, which I need to pick up. I got a prescription. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. You know, we did a similar thing, um, uh, me and the wife, well, for her, when I asked her to marry me, right, we went down to uh, her island because her family's originally from uh, Guadalupe. Oh, yeah. Right, which is in the Caribbean. Yep. Right? And we were down there, and they've got like an inactive volcano there, right? Mm-hmm. And so we walked up the volcano, right, and I had the ring, and I was planning to, to you know, I was going to marry me at the good spot. So right at the, right at the, the, the top of the mountain, right, the hole where the, the volcano was supposed to erupt, you know, that's where I asked her to marry me. And then we went, um, for the honeymoon, we went uh, to the Reunion Island, uh, which is just off of Madagascar. Oh, yeah. Right? And they've, yeah. Got, they've got a, they've got a, uh, a really big uh, volcano there too, but we we took a helicopter trip around it. <laughs> yeah, so no falling. Oh yeah. <laughs> but then I guess she did do a spill. Um, we were, we did the Spartan race um, okay. last year. Yep. It was the first time she'd done the sprint, right? Yep. Which is only five k. You know, I've done it a few times. Yep. And so I was just sticking with her. When I did it on my own, it took me about an hour, fifteen minutes to finish. Right. Mm-hmm. With her, I think it took about three hours, but yeah. Uh, and then she just she was she was tired on the way down the hill just started rolling and I just kind of had to jump in front of her and you know brace her and keep her from you know keep rolling she would have just kept on rolling down the hill oh yeah yeah oh no hey dangerous as 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 I've learned shit happens yeah yeah just yeah oh uh, actually how'd you guys meet in a Canadian bar in Paris of course. <laughs> yeah. I was actually out uh, partying with some uh, American Marines from the embassy, right? Yep. And 
Uh, we went to the, the, this one bar, and uh, I was talking to this one chick, and uh, it was going nowhere, right? <laughs> so I look over at my buddy Tim, right, and uh, he was hitting on these really two really nice looking black chicks. So I was like, well, I might as well give it a chance. So I went over, and uh, you know, I basically got the introduction there. Yeah. Just started talking to him, yeah. you know, and often uh, well, it's been like that ever since. And then uh, you know, I was doing basically there and back. I had a discount on the train systems in Paris because you're military, right? Oh yeah. And uh, so I had a uh, only cost me like twenty bucks to get from the south of France, you know, up to, to Paris. So I was doing what? that pretty much every weekend for about five years, you know, while I was in the service. And uh, I don't know she stuck with me, uh, you know, um, through um, well five of my six deployments. Oh right? wow! And uh, you know, there's even one time we were. Um, we were at a restaurant in Paris. I got a call from the base. They said, come back uh, to base right away. We're going to Lebanon. And uh, I'm like, all right, baby, I got to go. I'll see you in like six to eight months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that mission eventually, that, that mission got scrubbed, you know, but mm-hmm. after I got back to base. But, yeah, she stuck with me the entire time. So she was definitely a keeper. Oh, yeah. No, sound uh, And sound... Also, also, like when I, I was at five years of service, the, the minimum contract is five years right yeah so i did, did my five years i told her i was going to go civilian you know and then i resigned for one more year to go to kosovo right oh yeah and so at the end of six years right i was like baby i swear this time i'm going civilian i won't resign again right mm-hmm. so then uh, you know I, I was at the outside obana again ready to leave right and they offered mm-hmm. me everything right so i kind of cut a deal you know i said i want the uh, I want to go back to Afghanistan. I want to get mm-hmm. the the medics course, right? And I want a yeah. uh, a chance at the uh, special forces, right? Yeah. Asked for all that, and uh, you know, and then I called her up, kind of you know, drunk, and I'm like, "Baby, I fucked up." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, what you do?" And it's like, "I resigned." And she's like, "Oh no, another year." And I'm like, "No, maybe three. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, she's like, she she was understanding, so. Yeah. Uh, at the end of nine years, I left. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, because enough's enough, right? At, at oh, home. yeah. I know, I know talking to some others, um, I got this uh, one one Vietnam Nam vet. He comes in all the time. Coolest guy, Bob. Um, he just tells me if I, if he had, he is 73, three now, and he just had a, a bullet removed from his, from about, I think, six millimeters from his spine that he's been carrying around with him since not since Nam. Jesus. And now, uh, he used to be the walker guy coming in. I opened the door for him. He got this thing, thing removed, and because back back then, they're like, they told him, there's no way we can possibly move it. You might be paralyzed. And then Yeah, it'd be safer to leave it in. Yeah. So... Anyways, long story short, now the guy's walking around, he's uh, he's walking at a quick, uh, he's still a uh, 73-year-old man, but going from walker guy to yeah. walking around, he's standing up uh, straight now, and it just, in the stories this guy mm-hmm. tells, um, like, uh, the reason he had to go, he got hit with a uh, friendly fire, and he got, he got naped all down the side of his one arm. Like, okay. His arm, his leg. He actually showed me his arm once, and it's he's really messed up. And he's just telling me these horror, absolute horrible stories while he's just eating, eating his, eating his burger and burger and fries like it's absolutely nothing. And I'm, 
Yeah. And like he actually threw the bullet at 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 me the other week. Hey, hey, here's the here's the here's the here's the bullet. He had it done up on a piece of gold. He's gonna he's gonna wear it on his neck. And like me not knowing. Okay, I'm like, oh, it's it was a red uh, a red tracer on it. So he 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 thinks it's really really cool. Okay. And he's like, hey, Justin, look, this this was this was was inside inside one of my vertebrae for so many years. And I'm just like. Looking at the thing well, going. It's just got a tip. It's a tracer round, so yeah, that must have hurt. Oh, and he just like, I'm just like, you. Why are you giving me this? <laughs> I'm like, I. Uh, he, he, he thinks it's the uh, the uh, coolest thing, and me, I've never actually fired a live firearm before, so I'm just, uh, yeah. I'm the, I'm as far far removed from that as you can possibly get, so. That's yeah. why. That's why. Well, well, I like. Well, I like this talking. Talk, talking to you, learning. Well, firing, firing, shooting guns is cool, man. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, like I, I purchased a few here uh, from uh, the Cabello's over in Ottawa there. So, uh, as well as a few other uh, pistols I had. Um, so I've got uh, a Canic TP9, nine uh, millimeter pistol. It's a oh, yeah. Turkish gun. Yep. I really like it. New gun. Um, and a Mossberg uh, 500 tactical pump. Right. Just uh, and this is non-restricted, so I can take it down. You know, uh, if I ever head out uh, close to your place, we'll go shoot it in your backyard. Oh yeah. If you got a lot of property. Uh, I got about ten feet, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, your neighbors would be pissed. Uh, my then, uh, my neighbors would actually think that's that's really cool, but. <laughs> yeah. And then I got my wife a, a really nice crossbow. Cause she doesn't have her license yet. Oh man. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, crossbows, crossbows, I like. I have yeah. I, I have played played with a for a couple of those not played with mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, yeah those are those are those it, are fun. It's kind of you know I need to need to to to, to stay combat operational as I say mm-hmm. right yeah just because I think it's part of uh, you know um, well just uh, you know warding off PTSD right oh yeah I I gotta kind of I gotta do the same uh, I do the same sports. That yep. I did in the army, right? We yep. had like a series of tests. One is called the Cooper test, where you got to run as fast as you can for mm-hmm. 12 minutes, and you got to get it uh, over 2.8 kilometers. Right? Okay. Yep. We also got uh, like what's called the 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 week meal tape, uh, in French, but it was like just basically eight kilometer run with like a 16 kilo bag, your gun plus your gear, right, and a helmet, yep. and you got to do that uh, uh, under 45 minutes. Right, in order to stay combat uh, operational, yeah. so I stayed combat operational for the entire nine years that I was in the army. Right, mm-hmm. so I stayed in combat company. Right, even after yeah. I passed uh, the medics course, I didn't want to go to the infirmary and work on you know dudes that you know I've got blisters on my feet. You know, pop them. You know? So yeah. I stayed in combat company. Right, and now I got to do the same sports that I do just so I know I'm still combat ops. Oh, yeah. Right, but it's the same thing with shooting. So yeah. I got to go to the range. I got to do pistol training, transition training from pistol to shotgun. I got to get an AR. Right? It's an oh, AR-style yeah. rifle, so I can do uh, you know uh, some training with that. I'm thinking the the XCR or uh, you know because it's in non-restricted or uh, like a MP15. Yeah. You know, so stuff like that. Yeah. And also because of zombies. Oh yeah, zombies. Um, they they ain't gonna kill themselves. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, you you a, a Walking Dead fan? 
fuck yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been a fan of the comic since comic number three. So it's yeah, honestly same. one of one of my one of my favorite favorite my favorite things. I love the oh, I love yeah. that it's back on yeah, on loving that the gang kind of back to uh, back to together now. Oh yeah, I've, uh, I've been watching it. Uh, well, I've been reading the comics right, and then they came out with the TV show. Yep. Right, and uh, that's when I kind of you know quit reading the comics but you know i'm still on the show and right now it's where the show and i don't have any more you know uh spoilers for my sister you know and her boyfriend <laughs> when they come over to watch every sunday yeah you know now i'm kind of out of uh the comic book area but you know the show is just amazing oh yeah know? it is it is my my favorite show on tv me me and Catherine love it it's great yeah, yeah. Like, well, well we'll have uh we'll have uh, the, the family over this weekend or yep. today for Walking Dead night, which is every Sunday when it's on. Oh yeah. You know? No, yeah. we just on Sunday nights we make sure the kids are in bed at a hard eight eighty eighty or thirty. <laughs> they don't stay up. You don't want them watching that. Oh no man, no. Uh, my son tells tells people it's his it's his his favorite show on the on the T V. Then we make him tell we we make him uh, tell him you've never seen it. <laughs> Uh, just um, uh, uh, did you did you read up to the comics with the uh, four the they do an they do a four year jump in uh, in uh, time after uh, did you read up to a Negan no uh, I read up to like uh, there was like a big battle against Negan oh yeah um, uh, in when, the comic and that's yeah. about it okay uh, when when they do eventually defeat Negan spoilers to uh-huh. anybody watching the show they do win. But um, that's if they didn't win, there wouldn't there wouldn't be much of a show left. So, um, oh, yeah. but no, they do a like a four year jump in uh, time, just from one one comic to the next, just to show yeah. how how everything's going. And it, they take mm-hmm. the book in a completely different direction from where the the TV show is. So yeah. I think they did that to to diff to make them more different. Well, I guess they kind of need to be because they've been in like sustained stress. Yeah. You know, and uh, in in the in the TV show, it's only passed maybe a couple years in time. Yeah, it's um, the guy said it's only been. Nobody can maintain that amount of you know stress for that amount of time. It's between now they're in. It's only been eighteen to twenty four months in that time. Yeah. Imagine having having all that shit happen to you in, in like two years. Oh yeah, oh. it's it been out of it. Like uh, they said, for our deployments, right? Americans mm-hmm. usually go deploy for about a year, right? Yeah. And they found that like the perfect amount of deployment time is in between six to eight months. Oh right? yeah. And then you risk um, a lot of uh, failure, well, fuck ups basically. Yeah. Because you've been uh, in a sustained uh, sense of stress, right? And you just yeah. uh, you gotta have some downtime. Yeah, right? because and when you're deployed. Is is there is there downtime at at, at all? Is there a Afterwards? base? No, no. Uh, during actual, like de <sighs> uh, deployment is the word you use to when you go out on on missions. But when you go back to the base, is there any uh, is there oh, any down yeah. down downtime there? Or? Yeah, yeah, a little bit if you can if you can get it. But it depends where you're at, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, when we were in Kosovo, we had um, well, basically a bar. Oh yeah. We brought the bar with us, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, of course. Because you know, if the French can't have their wine, they can't fight. No. You know, so uh. we we had our bar there, right? Um, 
and we had the like the Brits they were right next to us right mm-hmm. but they weren't allowed to drink and they had just come back oh I am they, I, they just come back, I have they I just have, come back from either Iraq or Afghanistan yep right yep where, you, where you're not allowed to drink whatsoever mm-hmm. right and then the, they were they were told we're still on deployment so you can't drink right so I was talking to the Brits, right? And they would always mm-hmm. say, okay, go to the club and get me a, a, a whiskey and a Coke and then take a sip of, sip of the Coke and then put the whiskey in the, the, the Coke can, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, so we were doing it like that for a while and uh, until one of their guys actually got caught drinking and he was basically demoted from sergeant to corporal. And Ooh. they said by the time that uh, they'd get back, because a sergeant over there it takes about 15 years to get. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They said basically by the time we get back uh, to uh, Britain, we're going to bust you down to private. You know, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think that's cool. No, but, no, it wasn't cool. Plus, he's like, no. you know, he is uh, a father of two kids. Imagine, you know, explaining to your wife, you know, you're going to get a severe pay cut. Yep. Because I fucked up. Yeah, it's a, no. You just that's a come on. That's a. I well, I know it's the army, but that's a slap. Should be a slap on the wrist thing. Like, don't. Don't do it again. Just like shouldn't be. But then, uh, then again, I've you know I've been out with the Brits while they're pissed, you know, drunk. Oh yeah, same. Um, sorry, not British soldiers, <laughs> but British family yeah. members. Um, they don't drink like I do. Um, yeah. Oh man, they drink like um, like like it's a like it's a sport. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> funny story is I was in uh, I was in Paris and I was partying with uh, these two guys from Second Rep. That's the parachute regiment, right? Yeah. yeah. One of them had just fucked up his back, right? So he yeah. was on crutches, mm-hmm. but he had a, a shirt with a handicap symbol saying "I'm going to the bar," right? <laughs> and the other guy was former. He was in a former Scottish regiment, right? And mm-hmm. then he joined the Legion. And he was drinking, but he had a very, he had with him a really big rubber dildo. Black. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Right. Of course. <laughs> Actually, right. um, this is this is the third time that large black rubber dildo has been brought up on my podcast. <laughs> yes. So I'm not the first. Oh, no. <laughs> so, and we were part- partying with a drummer from some fucking rock band. Oh, yeah. I don't even know who, but he was paying for drinks. Yep, so, hey, let him. Fuck it. Yeah. So, we're in the bar, and this guy, anytime he would go to the bathroom, you know, he fucking put the, the dildo around crotch level and just start whipping people to get him out of the way. Yep. Right? <laughs> and, um, you know, he, occasionally he would do, you know, like the Scottish guard, you know, left shoulder, hut, hut, you know, but with the dildo, <laughs> right? Yep. And then we were outside and, you know, just smoking cigarettes, right? And he's like spinning the dildo around, right? And two cops walk by. Right, and instead of you know putting it down or you know going okay it's all right officer he just says fucking on guard I'll have you you know like he wants to fucking swashbuckle him you know with the dildo right and they're about to come over when the driver just says oh no they're legionnaires they're they're fucking nuts you know don't fuck with them you know oh boy yeah because the cops are oh yeah no uh, everybody has a bar. Bar bar uh, stories. You seem to have oh, a, yeah. uh, you seem to have a uh, couple. Oh, I got I got quite a few. All right, all right. Well, I gotta ask. You ever get in uh, trouble at trouble at bars? At the bars? Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since I got bar hopping. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, back oh, yeah. in the day, back in France, yeah, 
a few times. Uh, other, uh, other like fights with the you know the local gangs over there in the, in France, which was constant whether you're drunk or not. All right. right. Just basically, if you're on your own, right? Mm-hmm. There, there are more of them. They'll, they'll come at you. Right? Yeah. But that's France. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I... Um. But other than that, no, I was pretty as responsible as I could be. Oh yeah. As to be expected. Yeah. Uh, no stories come up. Mm-hmm. No stories come to mind. Oh yeah. But I did did the uh, right before I met my wife. I did spend a lot of time in Amsterdam. Oh yeah. 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 I've I've never been, but sounds sounds like a fun uh, fun uh, place. If you're single and you know <laughs> just don't give a shit, and you're on like a month to, or uh, a month vacation or something, right? Oh yeah. And you know what? If you you know start smoking in the beginning of the, the deployment, you'll be clean by the time you get back to base. Yeah. Right? That that that's fun, you know. Oh yeah. And plus, if you got lots of money and you don't just don't give a shit. Oh yeah. 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 Which is. Which is uh, which is fun. I've I've never actually had lots and lots of the money, so I'm I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, what do you, what are you doing uh, doing now? Now in uh, uh, Ottawa, well, Ottawa. Well, we came to Ottawa basically because it's a diplomatic city. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, well close protection security jobs here. Oh yeah. Right. Basically in the in what I want what I want to do, but um, so. Basically, when I got out of the army, right, mm-hmm. got married right away, did the honeymoon thing, and then I went oh. to uh, South Africa to do a close protection training course, mm-hmm. right, with a, a company called Ronin. Okay. And Ronin's in like the top ten, um, you know, uh, bodyguard courses in the world, right? It cost about six thousand euro to do it, okay. but it was a great course, right? Highly recommended. And then from there, I did uh, close protection there, uh, some other things in Botswana as well, um, and then uh, some more close protection in Europe. And then you know we we like I was in uh, I was in South Africa, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a we had an altercation, right? Like a serious with like a couple of guys tried to jack us, but after we had uh, dropped off the client, right? Okay. So we were just on the way back to base. But they tried to jack us, and they're, you know, well, things happened, right? Yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah. And so I called up uh, called up my wife, and I said, you know, something happened over here, you know, it's, uh, but uh, everything's good. We're working out. Uh, I'll be out of the country in, you know, a couple of days, right? And yeah. she's like, oh, that's, that's strange, because, you know, something just happened over here, too. She just lives outside of Paris, and somebody got shot mm-hmm. uh, at the ground floor, fled into her building, and then died on her floor. Oh, right? wow. And I'm just like, oh, screw it. We're going back to Canada. You know, I've had enough of this shit. Yeah. So, came back to Ottawa because it's a diplomatic city. And uh, my wife, uh, at the time, her, her English was kind of atrocious. Right? Mm-hmm. It's gotten significantly better now. Right. right? And uh, just uh, threw my resume out, started finding some work. Right? So, I, yeah. I did a few security clearances here with other countries and were working for their embassies. I worked for the Embassy of Israel for about a year. Okay. Uh, protecting one of their diplomats. Um, you know, yeah. I had a great time there. That was great. Did a few other jobs, uh, close protection. One in Montreal that actually got me on the news. Um, I've got it on my uh, mm. my Facebook uh, feed, but it was for the Energy East Pipeline people. Okay. Yeah, and there was a protester who rushed the stage, but he was this big, fat, sweaty guy. And one of the panel members is like a 65 year old woman, weighs uh, you know. 
100 pounds soaking wet, you know, mm-hmm. and this guy tried to jump on top of her. So, oh. of course, I saw a danger, so I grabbed him, spun him around, right? Yeah. All the cameras were watching. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, those, uh, um, we evacuated the panel, panel members uh, out the back and, uh, you know, allowed these, uh, you know, hippie protesters to do their thing. Yeah, it's I'm all I'm all for I'm all for peaceful protests, but keep them keep them peaceful. You have your you have your your agenda. Stick uh, stick to it. Don't. I, yeah. There's no there's no need to jump on on a stage in in any way and attack. I, I, everybody seems to forget that people have differing 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 opinions, but and the the end of the day, everybody's people, right? Yeah, and also you know yeah. acting like a. A spoiled child does your your cause a disservice. Yeah, because then people like people like like myself who are kind of in I I'd say I'm in the middle. Mm-hmm. I'm maybe a little little more left lefty leaning than right, but yeah. Um, what's the word you used? Um, I'm not one of those. Uh, I can't recall it now. Hippies, liberals. Liberals, yeah, sure, yeah. go there. I've always been a well a green guy, uh, but I I I think personally I think the armed forces should be should be taken 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 care of before during and after after a service because I think what a lot of countries do after after service to our our military personnel is absolutely atrocious like how. As as you mentioned, uh, PTSD is a huge thing that should be highly highly funded. If you guys are are putting your line your your life on on the line to perfect protect the fat slobs like uh, uh, me, um, I'm grateful. And I think a lot of the a lot of the left wing people tend to to for, forget that that. Uh, well, there's what's there's one thing like uh, you know. Uh, I was working uh, this this job basically a, a normal job, and I was asked. Uh, well, somebody asked me, so you, you did all these deployments, you did all these things, like nine years in the army, and the girl was like, "How are you not like fucked up, right?" Yeah. And uh, you know, my natural response, right, is you know to say, you know, it wasn't the killing that bothered me, you know, but it was like that. The raging hard on I got from killing, you know, <laughs> just to freak her out. Oh yeah, right. But there's this when we, when we think of PTSD, right? There was mm-hmm. General uh, General Mattis, right? The new uh, I guess Secretary of Defense. Mm-hmm. And I say that because, but the Secretary General, he's the Secretary of No One, uh, Mattis, because he's a badass motherfucker. Oh yeah, he used to be a general for the Marines, right? Mm-hmm. He was saying that there's such a thing as um, post-traumatic growth, mm-hmm. right? Where if you go into these situations, right, you see terrible things, you do terrible things, right, but, but you, you, you become a better person because of it. Yeah. And a lot of the time, right, we, when we think of, you know, soldiers with PTSD, we think of, oh, they're drunk, easy to anger, you know, basically broken people, right? But yeah. I kind of want to get off of that negative, or that negative stereotype, basically, yeah. right, and say that, you know, you, you can change you know your your life around and become a better person. Most of the guys that do special forces, they're like that, right? Yeah, because uh, they come back and they become better husbands, better parents, right? Because of their experiences, and they don't let it uh, define them. Yeah, because right? they come back, and I don't want to say appreciate, but they're happy for what they have. Mm-hmm. They're happy to be yeah. home, right? 
and I, I, I think that the, you know, the, the more we say that, oh, people with PTSD, they've, they've got to be this way, you know, the more people think, oh, well, I experienced some shit, so I should be this way too, you know, I better start drinking. Mm-hmm. we got to kind of get away from that uh, narrative. Oh, yeah. No, because yeah. I know someone, uh, I do have a friend, she, she, she suffers severely from PT, PTSD, and it's, uh, for her, it's a pretty much a fight every single day mm-hmm. to just, um, to just get back to normal, normal somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. Sometimes I'm just talking about her experience. I'm not talking yeah. about you. I'm not talking about everybody because I know everybody's thing is a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. But there's no classic, cla- all of, classic. All of the guys that I do uh, uh, close protection contracts with, mm-hmm. right? They're they're all ex-military, right? Oh yeah. Some of them have got like uh, you know two or three times Afghanistan, right? One guy he's ex Seasor, right? With like three times Afghanistan, yeah. right? Yeah. And. You know, if if you were to talk to him, like if a civilian just came up and talked to him, you'd say he's not a normal guy, right? right. Just talking to him. Right. But you know, as well, he's not uh, a depressed person. He's not a drunk. Yeah. Uh, he stays committed to his uh, his job, his work, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, his mission, like my mission, is to now create a life for ourselves in civilian life, right? Yeah. And keep training and keep you know shooting. But, you know, doing this, this is our new missions, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, because zombies are going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's, when... when it's uh, not if, it's when. Yeah. Uh, when, when, when the zombies happen, I, I'm going to, going to Ottawa now. Um. <laughs> uh, well, you won't find me there. I'm not going to be around. Oh. I've got my safe area I've got to go to, which okay. I'm not telling anybody. Because <laughs> you're all on your own. Oh, yeah. No, uh, zombies happen. There's a Gomek cabin cabin up in Matais. That's where we're at. Uh, we're going. Two hours north of uh, Timmins. Nobody goes there. Uh, no, no, everybody knows where you are. That's a bad sign, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come over there and rob you if you got enough food. Hey, I got, as, as I said, I've never had a, a, a money. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, okay, forget about it. Oh, yeah. No, I'll be... Uh, Going back, uh, going back to my my great grandfather days, hunting and uh, trapping. Okay. Because there's still well, ac- there's still actual actual wild wildlife up there. Oh yeah, well, it's good yeah. to know how to hunt and trap. Yeah. yeah. Which is what what most lefties don't understand. Yeah, yeah, it's um, even though I can't say I've I've done this uh, since uh, my oh god I haven't been out in, since my late teens I think. Yeah, and that's just uh, fishing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, um, nothing, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, wrong, wrong with the, the hunting. It's a oh no, because here's the here's the thing. You're not gonna take out the. Uh, I'm talking about responsible hunters. I'm not talking about people who go and go and shoot squirrels for uh, fun or, uh, or something. Yeah, uh, no. but no, but hunting. you can eat squirrel. Oh, you can. It's um, I I never have you you probably have but. <laughs> the, one of the um, uh, operations that we did was in South America, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, the country of French Guiana, which is technically part of French French territory, so it's French country. So we're, we're even paid less there. But the thing is, it's ninety percent jungle. Okay. Right? Yeah. 
So we got two operations there. One's called Operation Titan and one Operation uh, Harpy, right? Mm -hmm. And Operation Titan is just protecting the European Space Agency out there, right? Okay. Yeah. So there's all the European satellites are launched from that area in South America. Whereas Operation Harpy, right, there's illegal gold mining that happens in the jungle. And we've got to conduct operations to disrupt it because basically they use water pressure to, you know, blow away the earth, right? Mm -hmm. And then they use mercury to separate the gold from the earth, right? And then yeah. they just kind of, you know, it becomes garbage, right? And then yeah. nothing can grow in an area infected with mercury, right? Yeah. So we screw up their operations, but in order to be able to do this mission, you got to spend a lot of time in the jungle, right? Yeah. So we've got uh, uh, like a commando training over there called uh, CEFE. Right, Centre d'entraînement for Equatorial. Okay. Right? And there you do like one week of just getting, you know, absolutely beasted in the jungle, you know, doing, you know, jungle operations, just getting to learn the jungle, right? Yeah. And then we do another week where it's basically um, they strip you down to nothing, mm -hmm. right? They take all your clothes and tie it in a knot, right? They cut the laces off your shoes, right? And then they give you a few machetes, a shotgun, and that's about it, right? Mm -hmm. And then they take you to an area of the jungle and they just leave you and the entire, uh, I guess, your, your uh, platoon in English or squad, right? Yeah. They leave you out there, right? So for a week, you got to survive on whatever you can find there and what you've learned, right? Mm -hmm. So I ate some pretty disgusting-ass shit, like uh, tarantulas, any bugs you can find. Yep. Right. And uh, yeah, any any bugs. So the tarantula, we we you know we fried it up like a lot. There wasn't even that much, so me and a friend just kind of you know split yeah, it. Because their their body is yeah. only about 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 yeah, we didn't, with the... we didn't touch the body because who knows fucking what's in the you know where the poison's at. We just kind of ate, ate the legs, but we had to oh, fry okay. it really good because mm -hmm. the fur is an irritant, right? Yeah. You get it on your skin, you'll be scratchy. You don't want to scratch in the back of your throat. Nope. Like you know, a few days. So we fried it up really good and ate the legs. You know, those were one of the, the disgusting bugs we found and ate. But yeah. we ate a lot of uh, other, you know, disgusting things, and uh, uh, basically dropped in weight significantly. And then, uh, you know, yeah, because back to civil civilization, I was eating like four four meals a day. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just to yeah. Uh, to get the uh, the calories back. And I'm guessing you probably oh, yeah. lost about ten. 10, 10 to 15 pounds in just water, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, was, I dropped significantly. And then plus afterwards, right, when they say that, that that part of the training's done, the instructors come to the area where we're at. They give us a map with the location of, you know, where we got to go. And they say, that guy's wounded, right? Mm -hmm. So we got to strap him to a, a tree pole, right? Yeah. Or like a, it's a bamboo pole, but we strap him to it with like a, a plastic sheet and then rope. And then we got to march him out the jungle. Oh, right. boy. And then as soon as we get them out the jungle, right, and we get back to the base, they say, okay, everybody's captured, right? And then comes 24 hours of uh, stress positions, interrogation, waterboarding, uh, you know, shock with cattle prods. At the same time, as you can quit at any time and say, no, I give up, right? And they're, they're barbecuing steaks right outside our prison cell, right? Yeah. Yep. And, and with beer, you know. And a lot of guys quit there, but you know, oh. I had to see what waterboarding felt like, so I stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. If I go my entire life without that, I'll be okay. 
<laughs> yeah, you you don't really need to to feel what it feels like unless you like messed up like me. Yeah, it's like um, one of those things that I'm like, why would I wanna? I almost drowned once. I don't want to ever have that ever ever again. Actually, it's a um, terrible feeling. The yeah. the Laura Gorge Rapids. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was uh, following my following the tube down. Mm-hmm. Um, my tube went in the water. I'm because I'm the smartest guy. I just walk it, walk, walk, walk to grab the tube. I bend over, over to grab it. I slip on a walk. I shoot the rapids, rapids just myself. Only reason I didn't drown, uh, my foot caught something. I came, I came straight up, got a breath of air, and kept going. It was, it was one of those, one for me, one of those uh, moments again that are just like, yep, I'm not doing, not doing that again. Nope. So you're the reason we gotta wear life jackets now over there. Hey, I didn't bitch. I just. <laughs> okay, so oh no. Right. Hey. Because I, I know went there like later on, and they say, you know, oh, you gotta wear a helmet. You gotta have a life jacket. You can't have a beer cooler fucking floating yeah. down the river with you. Yeah. You know? And I was like. You know, some idiot fucking, you know, got his leg wrapped around the beer cooler and drowned, you know, in order for that to happen. No. But it's, oh. it's natural selection. We don't allow it to happen anymore. Yep. No, I let... Uh, fucking nanny state. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> can't stand it. Like, I, I flipped out on that, um, on the, the, the rapids as well, you know, once. I was going down and I fell off my tube right before going down the chute. Yep. Right? Yep. And, and uh... You know, I just basically bounced off every rock going going down through the chute, right? Oh, yeah. Until eventually I grabbed a hold of my, my tube, and I was like, oh, I'm not doing that again. But still, my knees were all bloody, and that was, uh, that was good when you were that age. Yeah, you and know? you just get up, get up, sh- shake it off, going, all right, I learned something. Yeah. Right, yeah. Hey, well, I do gotta, I, I do gotta wrap this up. Uh, I promised the kids that right. we would we would take them to the Children's Museum. Which, right, yeah, you got- you got a family day too? Oh yeah, yeah. I got uh, I got today off. I got tomorrow off. It'll be good. Um, hey, can we do this again? Uh, let's say end of the Walking Dead season. Do a do it or do a or, or, or a recap. A Walking Dead recap. That yeah. sounds like a good idea. Yeah, you can you can you can uh, tell me what uh, what what tactically they're doing wrong because apparently on that show they're doing a couple things wrong. Wrong, uh, I've noticed cousin. a few things. Uh, I've got a theory on Negan, though. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like I don't know if they mentioned in the comic book what he did before, mm-hmm. right? But I've got a theory. Seeing as you know, he's really good at manipulating people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, controlling people and you know, uh, leading, right? Mm-hmm. As well as the you know, if if one person fucks up, I'll shoot the other guy, mm-hmm. right? As well as, you know, he's really good with uh, his M4, you know, wasting zombies and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Right? And the fact that, you know, when he was talking with uh, that one fat chick at the, the community, right? Yeah. And he, like, makes her cry saying, oh, you're starving. Yeah. And then, he, you know, says, he says, uh, uh, oh, so, you know, I, we got a few hours to spare. So what do you say we go upstairs and I fuck your brains out, right? <laughs> yep. That, that guy's a salty soldier. Mm-hmm. If I ever heard that one, you know, oh, yeah. with fucking fat chicks, you know, uh, the whole thing, I swear to God, he's he's got to be ex-military. Um, I'm not saying a thing. Okay. I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I ain't saying a thing. Because okay. Negan well, that's is... that's just my theory. We'll see oh, if yeah. it's right. Yeah. 
Negan is my favorite show. I think he's more of a badass than the 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 governor is, because oh, the, gov- absolutely. the governor had the Perfect. toys. He just didn't know what how to how to uh, how to uh, use them. Oh yeah, the government was like uh, the governor was uh, showing this one facade like I'm the nice guy in town, whereas you know, mm-hmm. and then talking to the other guys, we're, we're gonna go find these guys and kill these motherfuckers, right? Whereas Negan is just like he knows he's a badass, you know, asshole, right? Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't care. That's another salty soldier thing. Oh yeah, no, he's um, and I love how Jeffrey Dean Def- Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays him. I think they cast oh, him yeah. perfectly. Oh yeah, perfectly. Yeah, that guy, that guy was awesome in uh, what was that superhero movie where he was the the oh, comedian? The Watchmen, my yeah. one of my favorite comic books ever. If you ever go to a comic store, pick mm-hmm. up that pick up that book. It'll be the best twenty two bucks you ever spent. All right, I'll you, think about it. No, knowing knowing that you like the Walking Dead, uh, the endings mm-hmm. the endings a, a little little weird, but the story is great. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely great, man. All right. Alrighty. Well, once again, thanks for uh, for uh, doing this, and yeah, uh, no yeah, I'll talk to you on Messenger and uh, whatnot. Hey guys, I just want to say a couple thank yous, like always. I just want to say thanks to Nick for coming on and doing this. Had a great time catching up here to him, and actually we're now texting back and forth again on uh, Facebook and just and of course I want to thank my lovely wife who. Uh, during the interview, uh, we had to do it during the day, so she had to keep all all the lovely children at Air Bay, and I thank you very much for that. And want to say thank you to Tom Morton for getting me those Smash Wrestling wrestling tickets uh, at a moment's notice. He really came in for me and uh, me and Ryan there, so we can uh, go. And I think that's it. all the thank yous. Oh, and thanks for uh, Ryan again for helping me out with the uh, questions and being my uh, my bounce things off it off a guy like always one of these days I'll get him on he's a he's a funny guy um, and I just want to say thank you to everybody for for listening a little update on Brent he has a new acting role which will of course I'll get him back on and we'll be talking about that and yeah uh, Jesse Amato has uh, another wrestling gig coming up, and check him out on their Facebook, guys. Warhead has Death Proof coming to Hamilton, back by popular demand in March. Very, very cool show. If you're around there, check check out the Death Proof Fight Club Facebook page. And yeah, just once again, thanks to everybody for listening and uh, and hopefully enjoying this thing. Once again, to get a hold of me, uh, Justin Gilmet on Facebook, or Gilme Talks. I got got the Facebook page going. You you can throw a like like or two there there if you want. And if not, no 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 big deal. And uh, if you ever want to get a hold of me, Justin M Gilmet G U I L M E T T E at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and have a wonderful day, guys. Mm-hmm.